His solution was to dismiss Mary. It says he was going to divorce her because he knew this wasn't his child. It was impossible to be his child. And so the solution was to send Mary away with the divorce to break off the relationship. That's the only solution that you and I often can find for sin is to just sever the ties, break off the relationship. When, when someone is unfaithful, when someone causes you harm or pain or breaks your trust, you break off the relationship. And that's ultimately the only thing that we can do. And we find ourselves like Joseph would have, alone, and leaving Mary like she would have been, alone. That's all we can come up with, this broken, sinful world and the solution to sin around us and our own sinful hearts, marred by distrust, marred by our own unfaithfulness. But God intervened. God comes to be with us, to save. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. December 18, 2022. Matthew 1, 18-25. There are so many Christmas songs written about so many different things. And I'm sure you've probably heard them if you've turned your radio on in the last couple of weeks. And those songs can be about things about maybe excitement for celebration of Christmas, perhaps, the real message. Or sometimes you'll find those Christmas songs are about warm, fuzzy feelings. But most often, don't you hear what the Christmas music around you is really often emphasizing? Is something I think that we all crave, not just at Christmas, but quite often throughout the year, is that someone would be with us. You'll hear the songs that don't care about all the Christmas lights and all the other things. And yes, those are fun but it's the song about wanting to be with somebody, to be with family, to be with a loved one, or to be with friends as you celebrate Christmas. That's what we long for, isn't it? Not to be alone, but to have someone who loves us and someone that we love to be with us. Of course, the Christmas message is also centered about this. When we say, come, Lord Jesus, we also want him to come to be with us as Emmanuel, God with us. That's our focus on our final part of our series this Advent season. As we say, come, Lord Jesus, as God with us, Emmanuel. We'll see that as we look at the opening of Matthew's Gospels. He introduces the birth and the coming of Christ. As we look at Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. You see, here we have Joseph identified after Matthew has listed the whole genealogy of Jesus and has listed the line of Joseph tracing all the way back. He finally gets to this man named Joseph, who we really don't get to know much about other than he traces back on the line of David all the way back through Abraham. And Joseph finds out that his wife, someone that you have to understand at this time period and in this part of the world, the custom was to get engaged, betrothed, but it was legally, she was his wife now, yet they still hadn't consummated the marriage. And it's pretty obvious that's true when Joseph finds out she's pregnant. And he knows, Joseph understands it couldn't have been by him. 
So you can imagine how Joseph felt. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, and legally they were already married. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. It says here, through the Holy Spirit. But Joseph, even if Mary had told him about that, couldn't accept that, couldn't believe that. And so Joseph, Matthew doesn't record, probably with great distress, decides in his mind, because he doesn't want to embarrass Mary or expose her disgrace, or actually in this time he could have brought great punishment upon her, but Joseph decides he didn't want to shame her. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. That's the world that Joseph lived in. He knew that if Mary was caught being pregnant outside of marriage and it wasn't by her husband, that she would face great consequences of public shame, disgrace, and perhaps very severe punishment. So this is Joseph's solution. Joseph was familiar with a world broken by sin. And so even if Mary was speaking the truth and Mary was innocent, Joseph only knew a world of unfaithfulness. And with that infidelity, you could not trust anyone. And even this woman, Mary, who was his wife, he could not trust. Isn't that the world we live in? That's the way it's always been. As you read in the the first part of Matthew's gospel here, he traces the line of Joseph. And as you look at the line of Joseph, you see men who were unfaithful. You see men like Judah, who went to a prostitute and who had a child through Tamar, even though he was neglecting the promises he made to her. And then you see other people like Rahab, the prostitute, listed in the line of the Savior. Go down the line, not too far, and you find someone like David who committed adultery and murder. And you can keep on going down the line and you'll find terrible men like Manasseh, who was one of the worst kings of Israel. And you keep on reading and you see over and over, sinner after sinner, broken marriages, broken families, infidelity, immorality. And this is the line of Joseph. And Joseph knows that's the way the world is. And don't we? When it comes down to it, we know that there are going to be broken promises We are familiar with adultery, infidelity, unfaithfulness, and broken homes. It shouldn't be that way. We, We were created to know God and to walk among God and to be with each other in peace. We were created to know trust, faithfulness. That when Adam and Eve were brought together, they were to remain forever as one, as one flesh, trusting one another. But the world is broken and fallen. And it's not just those unfaithful people around us. We too know what Joseph felt, that you can't trust people because can we even trust our own hearts to be faithful? Joseph came up with a solution. Himself being, as it's described here, a righteous man, one who feared God and who did what was right, was also merciful. And Joseph tried to fix this problem that he encountered of what he thought was infidelity. But he couldn't. His solution was to dismiss Mary. It says he was going to divorce her. Because he knew this wasn't his child. It was impossible to be his child. And so the solution was to send Mary away with a divorce to break off the relationship. 
That's the only solution that you and I often can find for sin is to just sever the ties, break off the relationship. When, when someone is unfaithful, when someone causes you harm or pain or breaks your trust, you break off the relationship. And that's ultimately the only thing that we can do. And we find ourselves like Joseph would have, alone, and leaving Mary like she would have been, alone. That's all we can come up with, this broken, sinful world, and the solution to sin around us and our own sinful hearts, marred by distrust, marred by our own unfaithfulness. But God intervened. When we cry out, come, Lord Jesus, he could come to this world and and see all the unfaithfulness, and he could come to destroy and to judge our hearts for our infidelity and this world's hearts for its brokenness. But when he comes, God comes to be with us, to save. After Joseph, it says, had considered this plan of divorcing Mary, his wife, who was unfaithful, or at least he thought, an angel of the Lord appeared to him a dream, in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. That's right, Joseph was of the promised line, a broken line, a sinful line, but a promised line. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Joseph, she's not been unfaithful to you. Joseph, your job is to take her as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is a mystery, something we cannot fully understand, but the Spirit had already sent the angel and spoken. Mary had received the message. She had praised God for his great gift of sending the Savior, and now Joseph understands too. God had a plan. God was going to come to be with us. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. Notice he can't say, Joseph, your son, but a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because you, Joseph, you're going to be his father. You're going to adopt this child. And you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. In a world that's so broken by sin, God came. And he came born of the woman, Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, to be with us. So when we pray, come, Lord Jesus, as Emmanuel, he did come. He had come as Emmanuel, God with us. And he came to save. As Jesus walked this earth, he came to fulfill what was promised long ago, that God would be with his people, not just with them as he was present to guide them and lead them, but with them to save to save them from all the brokenness, unfaithfulness, and distrust by his great faithfulness. And he came in the person born of the woman, Jesus, as the eternal Son of God took on human flesh. It fulfilled what was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, that's not what the people often called Jesus. Because when Jesus came as Emmanuel, they looked and they saw what they thought was the son of Joseph, 
the carpenter's son. And they didn't call him God with us right away. Rather, they called him a Nazarene, someone that they looked down on. And when the people saw Jesus among them, even as he began his teaching and preaching, it was the father who said, this is my son. But when the people heard him and saw him, they said, who is this? And wondered. It was God with them. And as Jesus performed his signs and wonders and miracles, it was God walking among his people. And as Jesus stood on trial, they questioned him and said, tell us if you are the son of God. And Jesus, the true son of God, said, yes, it is as you say, I am. And they mocked him and they bound him and they crucified him and they wrote a sign above him, mocking him. And they said, if you are the son of God, save yourself. Just as the devil mocked and questioned at the beginning, if you are the son of God. But he was God with us. He came to save his people from their sins. And this word here, his people, isn't just limited to the people of Israel. He came to save this world, not just trace back through David, but all the way to Adam, this broken world. He came to save you. He came to save me, not just by restoring a relationship back with himself, but removing the brokenness, taking the sins away from us. And can you picture God with us as he rose in victory over death. Not even death would separate him from his people. He said to his disciples, God with us said, surely I am with you always. And he is. The same Jesus who came in the flesh as Emmanuel and who saved us from our sins is still with us. He comes to us today, still in his word and sacrament. So when we say, come Lord Jesus as Emmanuel, he has to save us. And he continues to come as Emmanuel in the word and in the sacrament. He says, I am with you always. And he gives of us his body and blood in the bread and wine. And he says, I am with you always as his word ever is present to save, to bring us forgiveness of sins. And we continue to pray, come, Lord Jesus, as Emmanuel, because we know the risen one who said, I am with you always, will come back. And we will see him, true God and true man. And when he comes again, there we will have God with his people forever. As there is no longer any sin dividing, no longer any brokenness and mistrust, but perfect union as we walk among the people of God, those who trusted in him, the redeemed, and he who saved us will forever be present among us as we live with him in his kingdom. That's what we mean when we say, God with us. You know, all the, the Christmas hymns that talk about a loved one being near, I think the best of all those Christmas hymns is the one that is so ancient in which we sing in the church, Come, O come, Emmanuel, we long to be with you this Christmas. You who came to walk among your people to save. You, Lord Emmanuel, who are with us today, present as you promised in word and sacrament. Come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom us forever, that we may walk in you and your kingdom forever and be present with you forever. That's the greatest 
of all the Christmas hymns, because we long to be together, together in love with all of God's people, and together with our God. And so we pray this Advent, come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us.